Connecting at VU. Conversations on feeling at home. It's April 22. While you're listening to this podcast, some are in class right now as the only person of color in an online room full of white students. Others who identify as female are struggling in a course that is again taught by those identifying as men. Some are quiet in class because of fear of backlash for their political beliefs. Others are more vocal as they have to correct their fellow students or professors again on how to address them. Another student cannot attend class because accommodations were not provided and is in the middle of emailing, calling anyone, whether a professor or administrator, to help them get the education they thought they had applied for. While some are experiencing exclusion because of who they are, for others it's just another random and comfortable day at online university. How then can you understand how university can feel as home to some and, ex- and as exclusionary to others? Where do you go when you are discriminated against? And what can you do even if you yourself don't experience exclusion in certain ways at university? These are the questions I address today. But first, I need to address one uncomfortable truth. Even within our own university walls, we will not be immune to exclusion of ourselves nor others. We might even, unconsciously or consciously, exclude others ourselves. However, by being uncomfortable, listening and taking notes, we can connect and we will be able to create more inclusive spaces. In the previous episode, Geertje explored with students and staff their perspectives on diversity and how inclusive spaces can be created. Today, I take you with me on exploring issues of exclusion and discrimination as research from the diversity office in 2019 showed how international students, students of color, LGBTQ plus students, and students with a disability reported significantly more experiences of exclusion. Moreover, white majority students reported feeling excluded because of a lack of political diversity. This is why I talked to Burke about his experiences as an international student and to Arthur who shares his experiences with exclusion due to having a a disability. And I explore, explore less visible forms of exclusion with Dan, a white majority student who experiences exclusion because of his political beliefs. And with T who will who will explore with us what they come up against in a university where a gender binary is still dominant, as well as heteronormativity. I ask you to listen to these experiences, not merely for listening, but for reflecting on our own role in these exclusionary practices. Are we aware of how and when these things happen? And if so, what do we do? What can we do? And if we're feeling uncomfortable, vulnerable, or scared to take action right away, Who or where do we turn to? Confidential counselor Fatima informs us on which forms of exclusion we can report and how we can report them. At the end of this episode, I hope to have made you a little bit more aware, a little bit more seen and a little bit more equipped to correct each other and make sure that we connect. is one of the most diverse universities compared to other Dutch universities. 
While most few students report that they feel like they belong at VU, a high number of students report feeling excluded, either in group interactions, the curriculum, or they can't identify with professors, and feel a lack of support from VU. Um, here with me is Berk. Berk, have you ever felt excluded or discriminated against um, due to being an international student? And if so, can you provide an example? Uh, yes, uh, as an international student studying at the FU, there has been times um, that were tough for me. Uh, for instance, during my studies, language has been one of the biggest barriers in my educational and also social life at the FU. Uh, there is saying uh, that has been used many times with my um, among my peers, which is uh, Dutch sticks with the Dutch, um, which is which you can imagine how it feels uh, as an international student looking from outside. Um, so although my study is fully taught in English, uh, there, there has been cases, um, that the class was, uh, thought started, uh, being taught in Dutch and that could uh, extend to 10 minutes sometimes without them asking, Hey, is there any internationals? And you know, that feel, that actually feels really, um, you could feel excluded in that case because you don't know what's going on and no one is actually asking for you so that's tough <laughs> and also at that time i was too shy and embarrassed to say yeah hey there's an international who doesn't speak dutch here but now i feel like this is nonsense because it shouldn't be something that we should be embarrassed or shy and then i started st standing up for myself and also uh, it's hard to believe that sometimes it's really hard to convert um, an in Dutch conversation into English when it, there's Dutch people around. Yeah, so if I understand, it's really like um, yeah, the students, but also the uh, teachers um, are mainly thinking that everyone is Dutch, so they already start talking in Dutch and not realizing how excluded, exclusive this is for others uh, who might not be speak Dutch um, and what do you think um, I hear you saying that um, yeah you stand up for yourself and you speak up for yourself but what can others do do like national students but also national teachers uh, I believe professors um, should be in charge fully in charge of their classes first of all and if the mm -hmm. courses are taught in English then they should force that language um, for sure so in that case others cannot cannot feel left out or they can understand the course fully and second of all when it comes to Dutch uh, peers try to empathize with people from different countries and backgrounds and trust me once you try to get to know them you will understand that there are lots of things that you can learn from them Yes, thank you. So what I can take away from this is that we have to start the conversations and reach out to each other, but also like realize that we have to use one shared language, uh, which everyone um, yeah, understands and can speak in. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Thank you for sharing these answers with me. Thank you. So far, we've mainly discussed experiences of those who experienced exclusion because of their marginalized position is more visible than of others, and they might look different or speak differently. Exclusion in these cases can take on more explicit shapes at times, and at others, more, quite more implicit. But how do you go from here, where do you go, to report these instances? Here with me is student confidential counselor Fatima. Can you tell us which forms of discrimination can be reported, and where where one needs to go for addressing these problems. Uh, 
Well, you can discuss any uh, form of uh, behavior that makes you feel uncomfortable and think it's inappropriate. Uh, we as a student confidential counselors can assess with you what you can do about it. Uh, this can be a small step as to address the person or a big step as to file a complaint. We can uh, also advise you which step is best to take and how you can take it. We can also advise you in how to start a conversation if that's something you find difficult to do. Even if you only want to share your story, that's also fine. You don't have to uh, do something about it if you don't want to. It's all up to you. Yeah, so if I understand correctly, there are multiple actions that can be taken uh, depending on what uh, on the situation and what the student wants to do, even if it's only to uh, share their mm -hmm. experiences with you. There are also students who uh, experience, experience uh, more subtle and implicit uh, forms of exclusion and are involved in a lot of guesswork about whether or not this is discrimination and are therefore uh, hesitant to, um, to go to a confidential counselor to report uh, instances of discrimination. Uh, what would you recommend to these students? Well, even if you are not sure if it's purely discrimination, but behavior makes you feel uncomfortable and feels inappropriate, you can discuss this with the student confidential counselor. Uh, well, as I said before, contacting, contacting us doesn't mean that you have to report it, uh, but you can also share your story and we can discuss how you can handle it. We can give tips on how to make it known and uh, if you want to, how to address the person that makes the remarks. Um, it is also sometimes uh, a good idea to uh, discuss your experiences with friends or with someone you trust. Uh, this can be helpful in relieving stress because uh, if you carry the burden all by yourself, it uh, adds more uh, to your stress and to, to other problems. So sometimes it's good to share your story. Yeah, thank you. It's good to know um, that you are here and that uh, you can help students in various ways also to help relieve the burden and support them uh, through the process to let them know that they are not uh, alone. Thank you. You're welcome. Some students experience exclusion because of their identity aspects which are more visible like ethnicity, disability, age and gender due to which they experience exclusion. While other aspects are less visible, like sexuality, gender identity, social class or religion. I talked to Arthur, who has a visible disability and less visible um, forms of uh, diversity. To Dan, a white student who experiences exclusion because of his political beliefs. And finally, to T, a student who shares their experiences of being a non-binary student. Arthur. Can you tell us a little bit more about how exclusion looks like for you because of your visible and invisible identity aspects? Yes, thank you, Zakia. For me personally, um, the vis only visible disability, or at least um, marginalization I experience is with my physical disability. I'm in a wheelchair, but that's not, definitely not the only one. Uh, a, another clear one is for me, my socioeconomic status. I grew up quite poor, which is a definite uh, difference at the VU and other universities for me. Uh, alongside this, uh, I'm also non-binary and uh, have a non-heteronormative sexuality, which is also uh, different from the norm. Uh, furthermore, I also consider myself as a spiritual person, which in the more hard sciences is not a uh, typical thing you encounter. So all of these small uh, types of yeah uh, 
differences that is in me compared to most people definitely make me feel like an outsider. Yeah, and can you tell us a little bit more about how this has affected your feelings of belonging at FU? Yes, uh, a good example uh, outside of my visible disability, obviously, is um, that when I started at the university and, and I still experienced this after four years, I have to really work at it myself to figure out what I need to do and where I need to get it. So uh, I find that people that have higher, uh, more higher educated parents as well as um, yeah, a social network that is used to the university uh, typically find it easier to navigate it and know where to find help, where to, 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 to experience uh, support as well as grow as a person outside of the university. Think about job opportunities and stuff like that. Whereas me, as a person who has zero experience in it, have to has to do it all by myself. Um, another uh, point of that it that it occurs is is that um, with my mental illnesses, which are quite difficult, I uh, feel like most students don't really experience the level of struggle I do in that mm -hmm. aspect. So I don't feel comfortable enough to share that and really tell people like, "Hey, I'm not doing well because of my mental illnesses." So that's also a good one. Yeah. So. What what you're saying, if I understand correctly, is that you have all these extra burdens that regular students who have uh, more privileged positions because of their social economic backgrounds, their built bodiness, um, don't have um, these uh, extra burdens. And what do you think is needed from those in more privileged positions, like students or staff or in uh, as an organization, to make more inclusive spaces? Well, it differs if you're talking about an individual or an organization. I think if you're talking about an individual, uh, the only thing they really need to do is just be aware of what they experience themselves and that not everyone can experience the same things. So what might be uh, very easy and they don't even register as a problem for them might be a massive uh, obstacle for someone else. And just being aware that this might be the case would already help a lot. As for the organization, I feel that... Um, offering more space to talk about it would help a lot because right now me and other people like me feel like we don't belong and we shouldn't talk about it. We should, we feel like we should hide ourselves in fear of repercussions or possible consequences that might affect us negatively, especially as students, because yeah, you don't know what you can experience afterwards. And it's important mm -hmm. that you feel you can be yourself, which is definitely not the case. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So it's important for us to keep these conversations going and make more visible, um, more differences visible and make these uh, spaces inclusive by starting the conversation and getting to know each other and our differences. Yes, definitely. Okay, thank you. No problem, thank you. Other forms of marginalization may also happen and may be less visible at first glance. For example, when it comes to political and personal beliefs. Dan, can you tell me more about how you've experienced exclusion within FU because of your political beliefs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I certainly can. Uh, although I've only been at the FU for a year now, and most of my experiences have been at the uh, Utrecht University, um, I can say that at least uh, some of the problems are similar here. Mm -hmm. uh, what I've noticed in working groups uh, and in other uh, types of lect lectures is that most people think alike, most people are left-leaning. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have to be a problem uh, as long as there is at least some room for uh, other voices to be heard. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed as soon as I um, yeah, started raising something that I disagreed with what the uh, 
teacher said, for example. Mm -hmm. I got very harsh reactions by certain people and I got uh, personal texts on WhatsApp uh, asking me, is it really how you think? And Mm. uh, I feel offended by that. Uh, And yeah, I think that's uh, a type of climate that it's... um, works exclusionary to uh, people with uh, more right-wing beliefs and Mm -hmm. there's of course a wide range of right-wing beliefs i mean it doesn't have to be extremist uh, neo-nazi stuff Mm -hmm. it can also be just uh, different types of right-wing beliefs that are not necessarily uh, excluded in in society as a whole Mm -hmm. and i think the university has to be uh, has to represent the society as a whole Mm And uh, whether you like it or not, in the Netherlands, most people are at least to some degree right-wing. It's, it shows in elections. So it would be logical if uh, that would be reflected in the university as well. Yeah. Uh, but it isn't. Yes. And how does this make you feel that uh, you get these personal texts and that you cannot recognize what is taught at the university? Well, I got, I got uh, thick skin. Uh, <laughs> I developed that over the years. But... Yeah, I, the thing is, if I decide to disagree with something and speak up about it, I have to prepare myself for a 30-minute discussion with people. Mm. Uh, and uh, I don't always have time and uh, for that. I don't always feel like that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, um, at the beginning of, of the year, I was really considering not speaking up about anything because that makes my life easier. Because, that, uh, yeah, you you make more friends if they think you think like them. Yeah, and you said that you had to make yourself less visible, uh, you won't share your ideas or speak up. What do you think that your fellow students or university teachers or the few in general can do to be more inclusive also towards political beliefs? Well, first of all, I did decide to speak up, but um, I can also understand why a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> Uh, but I've been used to it since uh, my in, in my last four years with my bachelor's. Uh, what the university could do, I think, is, for example, uh, organize events that you could call, for example, step out of your bubble, where you connect people with different ideas and you let them talk to each other and let them understand each other, learn from each other, uh, just as well as you might do that with religious people or, I don't know, uh, whatever. I think that could really help to uh, make people understand each other. And you don't have to agree with each other, of course. But in my personal opinion, everything should be allowed to be said. Like everything, all ideas should be discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's in public, whether it's in the university, it doesn't care. People can make up their own minds. So yeah. I think that would be very, very useful. Thank you, Dan, for your honesty, your openness and for... Um your answers to these questions. Uh, Another perhaps less visible way one can experience exclusion is because of their gender identity. Here with me is T, who is a non-binary student within an institution where gender binary is still dominant. T, can you tell us whether you have ever felt excluded or discriminated against because of being a non-binary student? Yeah. Um, Actually, they have been few and far between at the FU, which is something I really appreciated about um, going to school here. Um, I think, yeah. So one thing that comes to mind is like introduction, like introductions uh, in school or in in specific courses, uh, going around and saying, you know, my name is, I'm from this, you know, so and so place. I'm studying this or whatever. Um, 
something that's never kind of asked, it's always something I have to bring up, is, you know, what are your pronouns? And, um, you know, sometimes that's a little daunting, uh, being the only person who, you know, has to kind of make that space for myself. Being your own advocate can be hard, I think, um, but necessary as well. So, you know, I make a point of saying, you know, my name is T, I use they, them pronouns. And sometimes it's just like very smooth, you know, move on to the next person, you know, no one says anything. It's like, okay, awesome. Thank you so much for telling me. I'll make a note of that. And that feels great. And sometimes you kind of like prompt this discussion. And then all of a sudden, like your validity as a person is kind of up for discourse. And that feels a little strange. Um, Yeah. And it can kind of get a little dissociated. And then suddenly I have to become kind of like the be all end all for the trans community. Um, answering all the questions, you know, having all the knowledge, which I don't think any one person can have. Um, so that's been, I guess, one of the experiences that I've had. But the VU has been great in uh, facilitating a space for that. I've never had a professor tell me, you know, something strange or um, say, oh, I won't be using that, you know, using your pronouns or anything like that. So, yeah. Thank you, T. I can imagine it must be a burden to uh, have to be your own advocate uh, for creating space for yourself time and time again. Um, what do you think that cisgender students, staff members and free as an organization can do to make sure that these spaces are safe and inclusive? Um, what are some steps that they can take? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I think... Yeah, maybe just self-educating. That would be great. Um, like if, for, you know, say for example, you're in a class and um, going through introductions and someone says, I identify as non-binary, you know, then going, instead of maybe prompting a discussion there and then going, huh, I've never heard that word or I don't really know what that means. And then taking the initiative yourself to, um go and research and um, learn more. Obviously, you know, take into consideration the sources you're using and, and what you're finding. Um, and teachers may be prompting the, what are your pronouns? You know, um, just as like a general um, introductory question, um, providing that space so that folks don't have to create it themselves. I also think it will allow people who aren't maybe as comfortable within themselves yet to make space, that they're given that space and it's okay you know and and here we are we're welcoming you that would feel awesome yeah to normalize uh asking for pronouns or already putting yeah. it per, uh, perhaps in the emails or asking people um what their pronouns are instead of assuming uh, what these are and making a space in that sense so that everyone can be visible yeah absolutely okay thank you for your uh, time and uh, your thoughts sharing your responses with me thank mm -hmm. you thank you for asking Thank you all for your courage and openness to share these experiences with me and to help us start the conversation about how we all play a significant role in creating and contributing to inclusive spaces. If there is anything that we can take away from this episode, it is that while we may experience marginalization in many different ways and on different levels, we share common space and we share even more similar, similar experiences than we might think at face value. We might only discover this if we connect and start talking. 
You can listen to Connecting at Vue on most podcasting platforms. Make sure to subscribe to stay posted and to join Mirte in the last episode about boosting belonging. This podcast was brought to you by researchers of the Diversity Office of the Vrije Universiteit Amsterdam in collaboration with VUFAM and VU Campus Radio. We researchers Geertje Hulsebos, Myrthe van den Hey, Isminta Waldering and Zekia Senhajip produced this podcast with the help of producer Mark Lemain. For more information and updates about diversity and inclusion at VU and VUFAM, please visit the website www.vu.com. Dot nl slash diversity or make sure to follow them on Facebook and or Instagram.